San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's time for your in-depth look at the world of gaming. Here we go! The Meta with Katie Barber. Hello and welcome back to The Meta right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got James Pledger with me here, like always. <laughs> uh, we're going to kick off the show with some esports news. We've got another Smash Tournament tomorrow. We're probably going to talk about those every episode. Um, with some League of Legends and Call of Duty Pro Play that you can watch over the weekend too. Um, then we're going to jump into the news because more companies are getting bought by big publishers. Everyone's getting bought. No one's giving me any money. Um, well, when am I going to be bought? <laughs> I know. I mean, I've got a lot of skills to offer. I don't, um, but I'd still like no. to just be a part of right. things. You don't have to spend $30 billion on me. That's yeah. fine. I'm not asking for that. I just know, have but... like FOMO, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, man. And then uh, and then James, we're going to talk about some nerd news. We've got <laughs> so <laughs> tweet, much <laughs> speculation about Star Wars. Lots of Star Wars stuff. Um, we've got more Spidey stuff, but not exactly Spidey. A little bit. Well, it's Spidey. Garfield, but like. But also other... game related in terms of Spider-Man's Tom Holland, who's got that new Uncharted movie coming out. Yes. And then we're going to talk about your favorite X-Men. Is it X-Man? It is X-Man. So your favorite X-Man. Yes. Is that PC? No, we're not going to get ourselves in trouble here. X-Person? Um, X-Person. <laughs> yeah, I like X. <laughs> the X-People. Um x people just start replacing letters in the word with x x um, non-binary anyway <laughs> anyway 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 we will get started so tomorrow like i feel like i feel like we've said that like three or four weeks in a row tomorrow there's going to be a tournament it's not too late to sign up um but we've got a smash <laughs> ultimate tournament at shenanigans the atonement tournament series um single bracket starts you can start sign up at 1 30 so you can still sleep in before you have to go <laughs> <laughs> before the, the fun starts uh and registration is going to close at 245 so there's a ten dollar fee uh, but it's it's a really good time the smash ultimate group here in san antonio is they've they've got a lot going on they seem yeah. really i haven't met them in person other than chris i haven't had the chance to go out to any <laughs> any of the tournaments <laughs> quite yet um but just based on the group on social media like everybody's getting together they held the big royal brawl tournament a couple weekends ago they had like over 100 people out so it's a great group to get a part of um and to make new friends make new friends <laughs> some rivals get right? some get rivalries rivals. going and just right. a, a good old time playing smash because everybody loves to yes. get together and play smash it's it's such it's, a fun thing and i didn't right I actually didn't play much Smash myself until Smash 4 came out on the Wii U. Really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, and that was so that was my first like foray into playing Smash. And I ended up... Hooked? I, I had multiple like GameCube controller adapters. And like when I was... I came out when I lived in my college town. Right mm -hmm. around the time everybody was done with college. But Is that college town? Um, college station? It was. Yes. <laughs> I lived there for too long. Um, but when my friends were starting to move away, like right around that time, uh, when we were all like, kind of like in our mid twenties, I would have like eight people. We would have like really 10, 20 people over and everybody would be taking turns playing the eights player smash. It was a really great fun way just to get together and have fun. Even if you weren't good, like sure. I 
um, all those people that I was playing with had been now, playing. Now, did you, know? you ever organize like you and your friends all get together and then start playing and smash tournaments within the house? Because we did that when I was a kid. No, like that's, that'd be fun. We all got together and we just play smash and it turned into this big group brawl. And then eventually we all just started going, well, all right, let's get groups of four together. We'll mm -hmm. all start playing and we'll melee ourselves down to the final four <laughs> and then find a grand ultimate champion. I mean, and I, I say no, but I think the big reason why is because in College Station, there's actually a really big smash smash scene there. Um, ah. Like on like even like you, you could show up at the MSC basement. I think it's Wednesdays and Fridays. I don't know. I guess I, I don't want to say now. That's what it was when I was there. Um, and so you could just go down and there they would have like all of the TVs that they, they had like TV, a TV yeah. lounge with like six TVs and like a, like, and seats around them that, so people, they would essentially take over all of them um, one or two nights a week. And they would just like play smash for five, six hours. It was insane. Like, and a lot of people would be there. It was just fun to watch. People would have their like specifically weighted controllers. They were like, they would say, I think it was like the half dollars. If you glued the half dollars to the back of the yeah. GameCube controller, it would help weight them more appropriately, more comfortable. You know, <laughs> I was like, okay, I love this. Um, <laughs> and when I was, and when I was at A&M, I helped kind of unify, uh, I helped start the League of Legends group, like uh, esports group on campus. Where we nice. Had, like seasonal tournaments or is it semester, semesteral? Some, I don't know what the term is there, but once a semester, we, we would hold tournaments and, um, and then we, we, we helped unify the various <laughs> like groups on campus into like A&M Esports is like a, an overarching group. So we had like a first person shooter division. We had like a StarCraft division. We had uh, we had League of Legends was its own. Um, we had a Dota one. So it it was pretty cool. They had a sports game division. So it was it was really cool. I was really into the community behind all of it behind all of that yeah. that was my my favorite aspect of it obviously i'm i'm not a pro player i've <laughs> never been a pro player in my life i just like to play yes so um and so when i see something like this here in san antonio it makes me it makes me really happy and i can't wait to get involved myself even if i'm you know it, i'm going to be signing up for the yeah. beginner brackets myself i haven't played much of smash ultimate i've I, like my mains are mario dr mario and mm -hmm. Olimar. pac-man's really fun I play Zero Suit Samus for somebody with because she's really strong. Yeah, but I think Olimar is my favorite. Um, Once again, that's yeah, an so Atonement Smash Ultimate tournament tomorrow. Registrations tomorrow. one thirty to two forty five. Single brackets only. Ten dollar entry fee. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. I can get that right. Mm -hmm. Fifty two fifty one Timber Hill Street. Exactly. So, and I, and that's all I know about. Um, here, but and if I'm missing something, like if I'm not in a group or if I'm not connected to the right person, please reach out to me because I want to make sure that I'm giving you know airtime to as many local events as I possibly can, and that includes like board game nights and stuff too. Like those, those kinds of things are really fun, and I know they've got to be going on around town. So um, I'll do a little bit more research and hopefully have more for you locally. But um, and I won't spend too much time on this. But uh, for the big old titles, we've got a couple updates on pro play. So for League of Legends, I talked about that LCS lock-in tournament last week, uh, over the last couple of weeks. Well, the actual pro play is starting. So they they were in the spring split um, for LCS, and the first week of that uh, starts this weekend. So there's like ten different matches. 
there's like 10 different matches that you can watch over the course of the weekend. And those, and those are going to be the rivalries that you see play head to head all the, all year long in North America. Anyway, I, <clears throat> I think that there's uh, the, the EU version is going on this weekend too. So you can watch as much as you want to call of duty league is holding its first week of call qualifiers for the, the season's first major tournament. So they're going to have four major tournaments through the whole year. Uh, and, and leading up to those tournaments, they're going to do three weeks of qualifiers and playoffs and then hold an in-person event at different places all over the country. Well, the first major tournament, uh, the first weekend in March is actually going to be in Arlington at the esports stadium there. Um, T- the Texas Optic team, uh, which is the Texas Call of Duty team, mm-hmm. they're hosting the first major tournament. That's a pretty big deal. Uh, so I don't know what the ticket situation is like, how you can go. But if you're interested, you know, now is the time to check on that. If you want to make it's not really that far. I mean, it, I feel like Texans say this. It's not that far of a drive. It's just, you know, four hours or so, four or five hours. And but, that's a Texas you know, thing. <laughs> right. But if you're interested in, in it, you know, by all means, it's available to you to go to. And that's going to be March three through third uh, through six. So this weekend we've got the the qualifiers are starting so you can watch that online and then the world championship for rainbow six siege uh is is starting next week that's 20 of the world's best siege players going head to head um they're they're fighting for three million dollars three million dollars i'm like i don't even know anybody that plays rainbow six siege (laughs) uh, and i'm like three million dollars but it's Rainbow Six is a huge franchise, you yeah. Know, and I probably do know people, so I apologize to y'all who actually do like it. But that's <laughs> it's big. So the group stage is what's starting. It's going to be over the course of the month. So grand finals will be the twentieth. But if you want to watch the pro play, that starts um, next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that and to me, I I think the pro play is really fun, especially at the beginning, the yeah. start of the year. Even if you're not super huge into any of these games it's fun to just kind of keep up with what's going on and part of that pro play is like having that tournament like the actual call of duty tournament that's being hosted up in arlington at the optic texas stadium you got time to plan for that if you actually want to go see this happen and it's their third through the sixth so it gives you time to get up there and make plans to if you want to stay for the entire time or just Mm -hmm. for a little bit do some things around the tournament. It gives you all of that time. So that's really cool. And like you said, February 8th through the 12th is the group stage. And then the playoffs mm-hmm. start uh, on Monday after the Super Bowl, I believe, the 14th through the 16th and the 18th through the 20th. And that's when yeah. the grand finals are. Yeah, for the Rainbow Six Siege uh, Grand, the World Championship. You yeah, know, it's always just it's amazing to see worldwide players fighting against each other you know and that's going to be in sweden so you know i guess is that that's they're the neutral ground right stockholm <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or i don't know about stockholm it's sweden right or yeah they, am i thinking of the right one you're like thinking of games, switzerland not like po- you're thinking of switzerland history. the swiss oh yes that's exactly what i'm thinking of see like i said i like <laughs> video games i haven't played enough uh <laughs> civilization i guess uh which is actually a shame because i played a lot <laughs> Right. A little settlers. Anyway, before we get too lost in in reminiscing about board games, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back right here on the meta on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. The meta with Katie Barbo on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to the meta right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got Sports Star's own James Pledger here with me. It is, I w- you know, like, you remember 
Blues Clues. He said mail time. Oh yeah, <laughs> like news time. <laughs> I want I can't. I shouldn't do that with me. Steve show, has but... resurfaced again recently. He was apparently actually. in San Antonio yeah, again. Like, <laughs> Steve has just like popped into San Antonio pop lore, like just out of nowhere on a couple of different occasions. I remember, like after the pandemic, we got like this real touching, heartfelt like message from Steve on social media and i was like you're all gonna be fine i was like thanks steve right exactly <laughs> it's like and, and it was like somebody in san antonio recognized him he was on the river walk and took mm -hmm. a picture with him and he was wearing the same outfit that he wore on the video no like he's the, not trying to be noticed <laughs> the steve was isn't that what it was Dude, yes was like but it's that thing steve like if you're outfit. wearing your costume out in public you're trying to be noticed Right. I'm like, sir, what, what, what's going on here? Do you live here now? Please tell us. <laughs> that would be the news. Like, does right. he live here now? <laughs> Breaking news. But, you know, I was going to try to make a really bad joke. Like, do you, do you know make a really bad a joke. I love bad jokes. It's just going to be like, you know who else has a new home? Bungie. Nice. See, that is a fantastic <laughs> transition. I love that. We uh, need more yeah. of that on the meta. <laughs> no, yeah. No, there's not enough of that at all. Um, but but seriously, like, what is going on right now? Bungie bought by Sony. It's like just a gazillion. And I think I have the figure here wrong. I think 3.6 billion, yeah. 36 billion. Oh, um, okay. I know. I think I have a decimal point. So there's wrong. no decimal point in there. Right, I'm at my computer so I can actually, oh no, 3.6 billion. I don't okay. know why I thought, I, I just thought it was, I just thought it was more than that. But I guess it kind of makes sense considering, I feel like I'm going to get some flack for saying this, but I mean, although ben, Bungie made Halo, the mm -hmm. original couple Halo games, you know, the only thing that they've got right now is Destiny and Destiny 2, you know, mm -hmm. the Destiny franchise, which is doing very well. The, the Witch Queen yes. comes out next week. And or yeah, next week or I think it's next week or the week after. But um, it's completely changing the game in a, in a good way. I think some sometimes that they that you need that when it comes to uh to a, a a series that is like you see this with like World of Warcraft and other like live service style games. Mm -hmm. But the thing I hate about this news is that um sony straight up said that they plan on launching 10 live service games by like 2026 and i believe and, that <laughs> and and to me it's like that's cool because destiny 2 is a live service game so D bungie obviously knows what they're doing with live service but like you know fortnite live service okay that's cool but you know what else was anthem which was by bio by bioware mm -hmm. and it just died even though there's people like if you go to the Anthem subreddit, people are like, I bought this on a whim. It was super cheap. I'm playing it with my friends and it's great. I wish, you know, like, please keep working on this game. But they they kind of just threw it to the side. Crystal Dynamics, Marvel's Avengers, a live service game, you know, like it's just not the best formula for game launches. And I guess at least you know what to expect. Yeah. And they're they're Marvel's The Avengers has its issues, obviously. But I feel like they've kind of cleaned a little bit of that up when yeah. we got to Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Yeah, but Guardians of the Galaxy was Square Enix, was right? not by them. Yeah, it was single player. You know, like it's not connected. They 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 released the Black Panther DLC recently. I think is what yep. what came out recently for it. Um, Spider Man DLC came out a little while ago, and that was a PlayStation you know, exclusive too. But it sucks to have games that come out that you feel like you have to wait a couple of years for them to like incubate. <laughs> incubate on players hopes and dreams and desires and and you know the money that they'll inevitably spend because that's what live service really is looking for but with the acquisition and throwing all this money into it now having to try to keep up with you know a platform uh when we talked about the activision buyout Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago right i mean we're talking about games like Call of Duty and Vanguard and all that stuff. Yeah. And how do you keep up with that? Right. If those may eventually shift to PlayStation or I mean Xbox exclusives all of a sudden, what's right. the best way to keep up with stuff like that? Well, Anthem has this nice little uh, subreddit following, as you mentioned. You've mm-hmm. got this whole platform you can now play with and dedicate to the anthem game and continue to grow it so right. there it could just, just be on whether new or not exclusives the well the, the problem you have is with these big big developers is that if they kind of feel like it's a lost cause they'll toss it to the side which is what we saw happen with anthem like they anthem anthem gave it and gave them an effort you know um but they ended up like they came out with a roadmap of redevelopment of things with it ways that they were going to change the game but then ultimately just Threw that to the wayside yeah. so you know and you hate to see that and so i would i just i hope that because bungie has a good track record now that that'll be good and we did know already that bungie was working on another ip that was going to be closer to like <clears throat> overwatch or valorant by by blizzard and um riot games so like we knew that the that they're working on a like competitive hero shooter of some mm-hmm. sort and that it's supposed to come out by 2025 also. So, you know, I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom. I'm just like, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it is a big acquisition and I don't, mm-hmm. I couldn't say whether or not it's reactionary to what we, you know, this other deal that just happened. I mean, you've got to think about the actual timelines we're working with. These business deals don't happen overnight, but we did hear that the Microsoft Activision Blizzard acquisition mm-hmm happened in like a month that or a month maybe five weeks that's really fast faster than what you would expect so if they have the same price you know if the the, but this is only 3.6 billion which is a lot of money but we're talking the other the other deal was like 70. (laughs) and that's the thing though because you just mentioned the activision blizzard acquisition how quickly it came together and the amount of money spent on it well the ftc federal trade commission yeah actually going to review that purchase now mm-hmm. and, and they, they you, seem to be confident that nothing's going to happen and you had brought up on the oh. meta that week uh when talking about all these acquisitions if there was some kind of like monopoly or right like it, at what point do they step in yeah like what is well, like, because it's video games and entertainment, like, do they, what do they say? Well, it turns out, like, the FTC chair right now, her name's Lena Khan, like, she's apparently really just, like, her and the, apparently the Department of Justice, when it comes to monopolies, they've both said that they want to crack down on big tech, quote-unquote big tech. So, I mean, it really, we just have to really see, but, you know, Microsoft executives have said that they're confident they won't have any problems. And the CEO um, at... 
uh, uh, the Sony Interactive CEO, mm -hmm. Jim Ryan, he actually said that, quote, like, there's more moves to make. And he said, we should absolutely expect more in acquisitions. We are by no means done with PlayStation. We have a long way to go. So which like clearly seems like it's in direct opposition to what Lena Khan said of right. no more monopolies. I mean, and I guess that comes down to the arguments that get made about who is a monopoly and who's not and whatever, you know, I, we just have to see what's going to play out. I mean, but then who's next? Square Enix? Mm -hmm. My bet would be that they would go to Sony. Nintendo's already said that, like, there's uh, there's some... Fingers um, crossed. <laughs> I know, right? And Nintendo straight up has said, like, I saw some reports about uh, a high-level executive in a financial meeting. That's where a lot of mm -hmm. the information that we get from the, the media, a lot of that comes from, like, financial statements and financial, like, board meetings and stuff. And, and Nintendo CEO said that he really wasn't, a, like, for lack of a better term, a fan of the acquisitions. He'd rather spend that money and nurture the in-house product they already have, nurture the in-house staff. And I like that approach a lot. Yes. But Nintendo also has always just done whatever they're going to do. They're going to do what they're going to release the Switch when everybody else is doing, you know, PlayStation 5s and Xbox Series Xs. Or and whatever. here's the they other did the thing. Wii. did the Wii. You know, like they're going to do whatever they want. And here's the other thing on top of all that, because you talk about, you know, Activision Blizzard and the Bungie and everything seems like it's either going to Xbox or Sony PlayStation. Well, Nintendo gets lost in the shuffle and all of that. But I will I will say so I write a lot about video game news for a website called Cinelinks. Mm -hmm. um, and I one of the things that I do is I put together a, a video game release list every month and I've done that for over a year now. And I've noticed that if anybody's going to get an additional port of a game, it's going to be Nintendo. Like there's doesn't, there's doesn't really seem to be like a freeze out of Nintendo, despite the fact that Nintendo doesn't share its IP very much. Exactly. You've got like, like, did they do the, any of the, well, I guess Sonic is a Sega character. I got yeah, my it's Sega. mixed up, but if Nintendo bought Capcom, no Sega, <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm getting myself all confused. But, but I mean, I mean th they these have are, these Mario are... and uh, right. Kingdom Hearts, and they have tons of exclusives that are solely theirs that they don't share and with I would, anybody. I would assume they would go to Sony because, you know, Microsoft is an American company. Square Enix is not an American company. Sony, like at its top level, is not an American company. You know, Nintendo, not either. So I'm not surprised to see that these, like, that Microsoft is picking up and uh, so many American developers, you know, primarily American developers established here. Um, and they've been doing that for a while. Like when I went to E3 in 2019, it was like, by the way, we own Double Fine, which makes like the Psychonaut games. You know, they they bought Mojang who made Minecraft like in 2014. Microsoft has a history of these kinds of acquisitions. So this isn't particularly surprising. It's just the, it's insane for them to be picking up, you know, the Activision Blizzards, the Bethesdas. Yeah. Like Capcom up for grabs, you know, does somebody want to buy Kojima's company so that we can get... <laughs> something you know maybe not not a walking simulator i mean that this training was a good game it's just easy easy fodder but i so we'll just have to see what's going to happen clearly this isn't the end of it um not at all <laughs> not at all something else that's never ending conversation about grand theft auto 6 <laughs> even though we got our very first confirmation from developers that mm -hmm. it's an active development I've been seeing so many leaks about this game for like at least almost a year now. Like I wrote, I wrote about like the last big leak dump 
um, which I think it was in like June of last year, where we, where a guy that has conversations with people at Riot at, yeah. at a Riot at Rockstar, he had information supposedly, but but the big takeaway is so it's not going to be coming out anytime soon. Grand Theft Auto Five is a cash cow. Mm -hmm. So much of a cash. Like I feel like the only game that has been ported more onto other things is Skyrim than Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, True, honestly. But Grand Theft Auto Five has literally hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of active players that play mm -hmm. every day, and that's just on PC. It's a literal cash cow. What's the rush to make Grand Theft Auto Six? Is everybody's just going to keep playing Grand Theft Auto Five, and they're releasing the PS Five and the Xbox Series X and S ports of Grand Theft Auto Five next month. So it's like it's just going to continue to go. And I mean, I'm fine with them taking a while to put a good game out. You know, Red Dead Redemption 2 was really good. It Its launch was plagued a little bit by reports that Rockstar had forced their employees to crunch really hard. I mean, even Rob brought up crunch when, right? He brought it up when he talked to us a couple of weeks yeah. ago. It's it's a thing that's been around. But, um, but they were kind of plagued with bad press over crunch. So I wouldn't be surprised if they stretch out development on it a little bit longer just to, I mean, one, milk the GTA 5 cow. Like, I remember when GTA 5 launched on the PS3 and the Xbox 360 before the, the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 came out. Like, I was working at a GameStop in college. Like, I remember... And how often it had been delayed multiple times by the time it launched at the very end of that life cycle. And here we are seeing it release newly again and again. Mm -hmm. Like it'll probably come at the same time as Elder Scrolls 6, GTA 6. Mm -hmm. Oh, one more. And it's the devil's trifecta. <laughs> Guppy, what are you doing? One more six. One more. What else? We just had Far Cry 6, so it's a little mm -hmm. off. I have to think about this. There's something here. Um, We're at four Uncharted's, so it's still only been five. Mm. Right. I'll have to think on this one. <laughs> I know. It's just, I'm, just, I'm like really trying to rack my brain here. But so we'll just have to see how that continues to develop. Um, we'll, we'll eventually get it and it'll be fun. And you'll be able to carjack people and hang out with hookers <laughs> and, you know, whatever you always do in Grand Theft Auto, you know, and I like, actually really love this. Game. Steal I, never a helicopter. I never played Grand Theft Auto five online. Like I just played through the campaign, yeah. which I thought was really great with the three characters. And I guess they're supposed to be maintaining that multiple main character type story that they did with five, which I think is good. Um, but so bad news, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League is apparently going to be delayed to next year. Okay. But when we were talking about like the WB games, I think last week that had showed up, you know, in the releasing this year, that yeah. was not included in it. So it's not really surprising, but just sad because it's a Rocksteady game made by the same guys that made Arkham, the yeah. Arkham game. So, you know, it's going to be really good. And the thing why. with Justice League uh or suicide squad kills the justice league is the fact that it is a rock study game and a lot of these things feel like they're going to be so overly hyped coming out but at the same time i don't think that it was ready for development anyway we've seen very little footage of this we've heard very little about it it being pushed back to next year really doesn't surprise me all that much and and quite frankly, we're in the midst of like a massive, like 
tsunami of game releases because of covid delays like yeah. most most februarys aren't stacked with games like elden ring and for horizon forbidden west and pokemon mm -hmm. rcs legends and like like those are which i guess was the end of last month whatever there are you know so we're seeing a lot of really big game launches so you know most of us have pretty long backlogs to be begin with um so the game would have probably been added to most of ours anyway so it and it'll be good when it comes out we rocksteady has a good track record um battlefield 40 2042 um <laughs> delaying the first competitive season of their game to the summer because they are in they're in the process of trying to update the game to a you know an appropriate mm -hmm. and like a like a minimally competent i just static. want to read a quote from your notes yeah <laughs> battlefield 2042 is such a mess <laughs> that developers are delaying the game's first full season those were my words not anyone else's <laughs> right well no and so what cracks me up is they literally are just like the decision gives us time to focus on improving the battle mm -hmm. 24 2042 experience while finalizing the development of our seasonal content i'm like i know things don't need to be finalized when they get released but the game's been out since october the game has been out since october mm -hmm. like i can't like or november right november it was supposed to originally come out in october and so for it to come out in november without even its first competitive season like it's just insane we haven't even gotten the scoreboard which we know is coming Vo voice chat supposed to be coming but like maybe everything will just be done in 2042 is that kind of what they're what they were saying so uh when we get back we're just going to talk a little bit about building computers Ooh, <laughs> building computers and how it's a terrible time to be doing that <laughs> <laughs> and my own personal fight in this area. So maybe I can um, get somebody to send me a graphics card. Anyway, we'll, we'll be right back right here on the meta on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. The Meta with Katie Barber on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to the Meta, your source for all things gaming and esports, right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Remember, if you missed any of today's show, you can always catch, catch the podcast online at sasportstar.com under the audio vault. So, James Pledger here has, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, he told me, I really want to ask you about building computers. Yeah, and I, I have questions. Him, I told him I can help. I can talk about it to the best of my ability because I have been hampered from building a new computer. <laughs> for, I've been wanting to build a new computer since like mm -hmm. 2019. Like I built my current computer in 2017 to replace a computer I built in 2014. So and it's my, getting to that age. It's my old reliable. <laughs> I'm on her right now. Um, and just for reference, I... When I bought, I have a first series Ryzen uh, chipset for my processor in here, uh -huh. um, and that was brand new at the time that I bu I bought it. Brand new, like brand spanking new. And now I can't even upgrade to Windows 11. Like I was like, maybe Windows 11 would help with some of the problems of having with a couple nope. of my games. Mm -mm. It was like it specifically called out my little Ryzen baby. Um, <laughs> So, but so I, I'm, I'm wanting to build a new computer badly. I okay. have been. And okay. The, and the I thing have that stopped me. 
is graphics cards. Yeah, and I have questions about this because okay. I usually buy mine full, fully. Like if I'm gonna game or if I'm gonna like pre-build. Yeah, I'm gonna buy a pre-build because I'm always terrified of just screwing something up and setting myself back, you know, hundreds to thousands of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> in no, some I definitely instances. Understand that. But my and- my buddies both also build, and they said you know graphics cards, chips, things like that since the pandemic have skyrocketed, and yeah, so I know you're hobby. getting close <laughs> to a new build. If I were to eventually take on the process of going through my own build, because I know you have an idea of what you want to do, the specs you kind of want to build to, the graphics cards you want to use, the, you know, how much CPU you're going to use, how much memory and RAM you're going to have, and how many actual drives you're probably going to have on that computer, especially for you have an idea of what you're gaming. Everybody has their own idea of what they're going to use gaming wise, refresh rates, all that stuff. So I'm kind of wondering if I was to undertake such an activity and I know that graphics cards are the biggest, Mm -hmm. hardest part of it right now. What are you looking for in a new build? So the, the, the two most important things that you're going to buy that I that I build around would be my GPU and my CPU. So the, the processor mm-hmm. and the graphics card. <clears throat> and there's a lot of really good um, online programs that you can use to help like make sure that the items that you're going to use are compatible with each other. Uh, but that's because that's really the biggest thing is you want because you have to buy those parts. You need to buy a motherboard to put them on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know anything too like too crazy about the differences between motherboards but the big thing about motherboards is the size of the motherboard you know if you have a particular like really aesthetic case that you're super into that you has all these lights and whatever it is that you want the special cooling systems um like those are usually determined by the size of the motherboard um and then from there you figure out what parts are compatible your memory what drives you're going to use, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not you're going to have, like, I had, um, I have, I think, I, I run my OS on an SSD, but then I've got a couple of, like, eight terabyte, like, hard drives that I just, like, keep video yeah. on, like, gameplay that I've recorded that I've never done anything with. <laughs> like, hours and hours and hours of gameplay, I'm like, maybe I'll do something with this now. Um, but it's, but those types of things do require a lot of memory. So Mm -hmm. you have to really be cognizant of like, what are you using your computer for? Um, because if you're, if you're building a computer for gaming, it's not necessarily going to be the best computer for like art, you know, Mm -hmm. like graphic design, anything that requires like a lot of, um, processing in terms of, uh, the programs that you use for like 3d model developing and, Stuff like that. So I can't really speak too much on that. I've always just been building computers. I'm specifically talking about a gaming PC. Right, exactly. And so what you're really going to be looking like, I build around my GPU and my CPU. And right now, kind of the holy grail of of GPUs is, are they going to be the, like the GeForce, the, mm-hmm. the RTX, the 3090 is the big one. But literally, like they're, they're literally like $3,000. I built the computer I'm on for like $1,700. I did already have like a monitor and stuff. So I already had my peripherals. So it was just a build to replace my computer. 
But $1,700 for the entire thing versus $3,000 for just a graphics the GPU. Card. That's insane. That's absurd. Um, but a lot of that has to do with, I mean, in this, it, the reason why I waited so pre-pandemic, way before the pandemic, was Bitcoin mining became really popular. Mm -hmm. um, it became really lucrative, I guess, is the more accurate statement, is it became incredibly lucrative. And to Bitcoin mine, you need to have really, really powerful PCs. And gaming graphics cards are some of the most, like the most robust i mean they and and so they were getting bought in mass and built into these bitcoin mining pcs which also use up a ton of like electricity they burn out pretty quickly okay so, so what's bitcoin mining i don't really understand how it works it's kind of like nfts and blockchain like i understand that they're Is that like, like people stealing other people's bitcoins I'm, I'm not really sure like who planted the bitcoin where but like it's like people data like data mining for bitcoin See, I don't, this is, <laughs> so need, crazy. does anybody want to come on and talk about Bitcoin mining? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not like a cryptocurrency bro. I'm not no. like a, you know, I under, like, I'm sure blockchain is useful, but it's confusing to me. I like hear TV, like I see TV static in my brain when I try to think about them. Now my buddy just uh, ended up because he's got his new build and he's continually tinkering with it to mm -hmm. maximize its efficiency. And he just got this new uh liquid cooling system for it and i've always been too scared to do anything with like liquid cooling like it seems pretty really efficient um he says they're really running as probably as clean as it's yeah, any computer he's had yeah for sure uh, and that's going to be more than like what you would get with i mean my my cooling on this is fans keeps it from overheating yeah mm -hmm. exactly like a hundred percent and you have to be able to hook all of those things up <laughs> so that they are functional and they work. You know, like that's also can be kind of the hard so part. But you, the motherboard, if building wouldn't go liquid cooling, you'd go straight fan. I mean, I probably I would be interested in it. I get a so I am a little <laughs> bit lazy. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the, the truth shall set you free. <laughs> Which I'm sure is a really bad excuse because it's probably way less complicated than I'm like, making it out into my head, you know. Mm -hmm. But I am a I'm like conceptually aware that it's a really great way <laughs> yeah. to cool computers um, because that's I mean then that's the really big thing too is making sure once you build it are you keeping it somewhere that are you keeping it on the floor on the carpet um, <laughs> are you keeping it high up are you cleaning are you cleaning your fans out are you opening it up and pull you know like are you that's the and that's going to really be the big key to, to longevity with them too. Mm -hmm. So, um, but a hundred percent GPU and CPU. And once you nail those things down, everything else can really fall into place. Especially with like I think a PC part picker. I think is the website I'm thinking of. I haven't used it in a while because I haven't built a computer in a while. Um, and there's a really great build a PC on Reddit has some really good resources too. So uh, it's now it's really... if you have functional knowledge of a computer, right? Like just yeah. basic functional knowledge. Mm -hmm. Is it that difficult to like build? Yeah, like put everything together. No, so it's like if you were to look at a motherboard, motherboards literally are labeled. Mm -hmm. So it's it's like at the beginning of building, it's the same like anxiety that you can feel when you're about to tackle like a really hard puzzle. You're like, it's like the, it's like where do I start? Um, and really, it's not that. You know, it's really not that stressful. Like it's it's literally like putting a puzzle together and just making sure, though, they are not like 
grounding out the board, like not wearing jewelry on your hands or, you know, that kind of stuff. And the hardest part is probably once everything is put together and turning on or everything's put together, getting it to turn on. I mean, it could be like troubleshooting. And, and this is where buying a pre-built cu custom gaming PC is really, for some people, a better option because troubleshooting like issues on a new build can be really, really difficult. My very first computer I, I built in 2014, I didn't know it, but my board was straight up dead. So <laughs> it was never going to work. But that's like one of the last options on the troubleshoot <laughs> list. Because you don't ever want to be just like, well, this is DOA, right? This is just not going to work, period. That's a really terrible place to start troubleshooting. Um, but that was the ultimate thing. So that taught me that for some people it really is it may be just better and quite frankly right now it's cheaper it may be cheaper to just to buy a pre-built mm -hmm. computer now you know, i know somebody that bought an i buy power pre-built pc and it has a 3090 and it was like he got it and it was on sale but for 1400 dollars. so if you're patient you can make it work you just have to be patient this is something that i do want to revisit when <laughs> graphics cards prices come down and you actually yeah. start your build for your new when pc Exactly. But yeah, no, I definitely. But no, this I, is I, definitely I will, something I'd like to. to come back to. I cannot. My computer, I can do things like this. <laughs> but I had to stop streaming on Twitch because my computer was crashing with pretty basic games. Like really? I, I couldn't I couldn't get my stream to stay stable. <clears throat> but then I in the process of all that too, I was moving to San Antonio and starting my job at the Radio Ranch and getting right. So it hasn't really been a good time. But that's a big reason why I stopped streaming is it's really frustrating when I get like 45 minutes, 45 minutes or an hour into a stream and my game, like Binding of Isaac, which objectively shouldn't, yeah. <laughs> shouldn't be crashing, is crashing or, you know, a game like a survival game I played called Raph. It, yeah. It's not, it's not a memory or processing heavy game, but my, but in conjunction with running with the processing from streaming, I couldn't keep my stream stable. Mm. So, but that just comes with an older computer. So it is what it is. So I will hopefully be back with some updates in the near future. Please, I really do hope Please, <laughs> with what's going on. With Guys, you Bitcoin games. miners, stop it. Stop right, it. Teach just me let them so come back. Be, just give me enough knowledge so I can make some money from Bitcoin mining it to build a computer with that Bitcoin <laughs> money. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to take a real quick break. We'll be back with the nerd news. We're going to find out about James's favorite X-Man and some fun Star Wars speculation right here after the break on the meta, your home for all things gaming and esports. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. <laughs> The Meta with Katie Barbo on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to the Meta, your source for all things gaming and esports, right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and, and 1033 FM, the new frequency there it is. this week. Yes. <laughs> I've got to remember that. Trust me, we've all been fumbling over this all week long. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Me, Rob, Jason, Jimenez, we've all been fumbling over 103.3 because we've been here different. so long saying 94.5 FM for the longest time that 103.3 is new and it's it's the monkey it's in the it's it's the gorilla in the closet right now. That <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. Um, I don't know if it's as exciting about this tweet that you sent me James, <laughs> earlier that is deleted. Exactly. Like, like, like somebody got in trouble 
Brandon San Giovanni. Exactly. The Brandalorian. At, I was about to say that. The Brandalorian. Um, he's he's a Disney, uh, like a Disney exec. Yeah. And uh, you want to go ahead with the verbatim? Yeah. So his tweet read from the Brandalorian, our very own Obi-Wan will be saying, quote, hello there, end quote, on Disney Plus, May 2022. And now your friend did some math here. Yeah, math. it, it at makes a calendar. A, that's not really math. Well, but. it's yeah. I mean, most of <laughs> most of Disney's stuff drops on a Wednesday. It happened with Loki. It happened with WandaVision. It happened with Falcon Winter Soldier. Like uh, Book of Fett's been dropped. Mandalorian's been a Wednesday drop. Wednesday's been kind of Disney's bailiwick of dropping their new Wednesday. series. Mm-hmm. Well, if you just put two and two together and with Disney making May the 4th a thing, May the 4th falls on a Wednesday this year, it lines up perfectly to be the absolute perfect release date for one of the most hyped Star Wars series in who knows how long. Right. And the fact that this tweet was sent out into the world and then deleted that omission. It's like an omission of in guilt. Less than like, I shouldn't hours. have said anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the tweet was literally yesterday from this Disney exec at 4.07 and today is non-existent. <laughs> Thanks, the Brandalorian. Building some hype for, you know, and May the 4th is always fun, so. Um, it's going to be way more than it's ever been this May 4th. Right. Well, hello uh, there. <laughs> well, hello there. <laughs> uh, I think my, this is my favorite random news this week because I already knew who your favorite X Men character was, and we <laughs> might have actually already talked about this on the show. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, um, but so Channing Tatum like did an interview and he talked about how he's actually boycotting <laughs> the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. <laughs> And do you care to explain why? Uh, he is boycotting it because he still has sour grapes <laughs> over the fact that he was supposed to play what is my favorite X-Man of all time, even before the 90s uh, cartoon series, like just in the comics themselves. Gambit was always my favorite X-Man. And he was scheduled to play Gambit in a standalone movie, and it just died. It just died, was canceled, never happened, and he is because still... Because of another merger. He is still... Another merger. Extremely upset about this. For sure. Or it's... he is going to be in Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> and this is a big, like, oh, misdirection. Oh, no. You heard it here first. James Pledger with the speculation. <laughs> I mean, because that was that was the Fox... The, the Disney and Fox merger mm -hmm. in twenty. 16 i guess or i don't know it had to have been because the game or at least yeah. a little bit before then because the game was or the game we talk about games too much <laughs> here the movie was supposed to release in 2016 but it didn't officially get canceled until like 2019 so they just kind of strung strung channing tatum along he said that he worked on that movie for four years four years to work on i mean and i'm sure this happens in hollywood all the time but four sure. years to work on a project that you love look at it's ryan reynolds and deadpool and how long that took all right, and yeah, that took him releasing the it test footage underhandedly. Releasing his own test footage to make sure that that movie happened. It was some really good test footage, though. It was so I remember good. seeing it the day it came out. I, I was, was like, like, "This <gasps> is perfect." 
This is exactly what I've always wanted in a Deadpool movie. I have a de- I have one of the Deadpool movie posters up in my bedroom. Nice. <laughs> I love that first one so much. The second one, but it didn't incubate quite as long. It wasn't as much of a labor of love. But Gambit was one. always so smooth mm-hmm. and charismatic and charming, and his his actual mutant ability was just really cool to me with the kinetic like, kinetic uh, energy transfer. Yeah. Uh, and I always thought it was so cool. But to be fair. To be fair. I was always unsure about Channing Tatum just because he's very bulky and Gambit was always kind of tall and lean. Mm, I could see that. I could definitely see that. But I, I will say maybe... Because the the guy who uh, yeah. wrote and produced the Magic Mike movies worked on Gambit, so maybe all of this like Magic Mike magic, for lack of a better term, <laughs> help, will help him be a like more suave individual in the you know in the inevitable return of Gambit. And I think you're right onto something. Why is this coming up now? Yeah, hmm. multiverse of madness. But but I, so I think we'll we'll be speculating again on multiverse of madness again next week. We've had it like every week, every like the last week. couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so but so you'll just have to listen next week and see what else we've got for you that's so that's going to do it today here on the meta i'm your host katie barber i've got sports stars james pledger don't forget to join us next week on friday at 10 p.m right here on san antonio sports star 12 50 a.m and 1033 fm <laughs>